0: Their episode of Awkwardly Cool. Glad you could join us on this Wednesday morning, recording as of April 4th, Tuesday. Glad you could join and uh, wanted to discuss a bit of the MVP race. It's been an interesting conversa- conversation. I think most. Well informed basketball people have Jokic as the MVP, but you still have some stragglers out there who want to give Giannis more credit. He's been on a roll recently, especially playing against the Nets defense the past two games. Had a great game once again against against the Nets early earlier tonight as as well. And he's just continue to show why he's an MVP player. And when his jump shot is falling, I mean, what? He had 49 points on Sunday, had 36 points tonight. He is incredibly difficult to stop. You're hearing a lot more noise for CP3 as well. You had a big Kendrick Perkins from ESPN, touting that Jokic doesn't deserve to be the unanimous MVP because of how well CP3 has been playing. So he, you have people like that who want to give CP3 his flowers, flowers as well. And, oh, by the way, M M B is in the conversation. Steph Curry, even though his team isn't playing well, overall he has been phenomenal so of course he's been able to sneak into the conversation it all of this is completely well and good and i understand it i think part of it has to do with uh Jokic isn't incredibly pleasing well he he doesn't have the most aesthetically pleasing form of basketball. It's one of those things where, I, I don't know, you, you compare him to some sort of grace, graceful bear where he has lost a ton of weight, but it's not something that's high flying. It's not something that's incredibly smooth, besides his passing, it, of course. It's It's just one of those things where, Aesthetically, when you look at someone like a Kyrie Irving, you look at someone like uh, Giannis or LeBron James, and you just see how athletic and how much faster they are. It makes it easier for your mind to process them as being a dominant player. Or you see someone like CP3, where for the past few years, everywhere he has gone, um, including... The Suns this year, the Thunder last year, when he was with Houston, when he was with the Clippers, everywhere CP3 tends to go, his teams tend to win consistently. So I understand wanting to give credit there as well and not wanting to leave CP3 out. That's all well and good. But I think. It's time to look at the numbers because it's like they say people lie, men lie, women lie, but numbers never lied, which is a quote I don't completely agree with because numbers can be skewed and it doesn't necessarily always put things into context. But as most people know, Jokic has been available for far more of the season than most of the other mvp candidates and the uh, only other mvp candidate who's been around close to as long as him is cp3 honestly and even still with all of that his stats don't match to give you an example of this so 538 popular fairly popular website does a lot of political stuff but they also delve into nba advanced stats they have and by the way if you don't like advanced stats don't worry don't worry I'll, I'll provide some slightly simpler stats later on i promise i promise they have a stat called total raptor total raptor and war it's one of one of those all encompassing stats that just puts everything into account offense and defense right So Jokic is first in total Raptor and first in uh, Raptor war or wins above replacement. Excuse me. Embiid is second. Giannis and Steph are tied for six. CP3, who's played most of the season. He's 36 in that stat. He's 36. Now, if you don't like Raptor, another, uh, Another uh, stat that could be used is from a nice small website called com. I recommend them look, look at their blog to look at more at this stat. I'm going to use called EPM or estimated plus minus estimated plus minus. It's a good stat. Jokic is first in that category. By the way, he has a, Fairly good lead over second-place Rudy Gobert. I, I know, r- weird. It's uh, it's r- weird to see Rudy Gobert second in that stat, but it's offense and defense, and Ru- Rudy Gobert has really good defense, uh, defensive stats. Let's just say that. But just looking at the MVP candidates, as I mentioned, Jokic is first. Jan- Curry is fourth. Embiid is 5th, Giannis is 8th, and CP3 is 20th in that category. Again, an all-encompassing stat looks at offense and defense and your overall efficiency. Now, let's get to another stat. This one's easier to find. You can find it on basketballreference.com. It's box plus minus. So, again, you have Jokic first. Giannis is second, Steph is third, Embiid is sixth, CP3 is 16th. Again, I pointed out three sites from three different websites, and Jokic was first in every single category. It's funny because many people want to mention, oh, I mean, I guess we have to vote for Jokic because he's played more of the season than anybody else. Yeah, that's that's true, but he's also been a lot more dominant, a lot more consistently than any of his peers. And these stats bear that out. I mean, if you just want to look at simple stats as far as point rebounds, assists, he's averaging 26.3 points, 10.9 rebounds, 8.5 assists throughout the season on 56% field goal percentage shooting 41% from the three and on over three three three-point attempts per game. I mean, these stats are undeniable. He's giving you scoring. He's giving you rebounding. He's giving you assists. He's giving you efficiency. What What more are you asking for? And I hope, I hope it it didn't slip in anyone's minds like Kendrick Perkins. That as good as CP three is, I mean, his raw stats, his advanced stats, his individual performance just is nowhere near Jokic this year. The Sun, as good as the Suns have been, it's been mostly a team effort. Yes, I'm sure CP3 is playing a big part behind the scenes, but overall on the court, it's been a team effort. You ask most Suns fans, you watch Suns games, you'll see that. It's CP3 one night, then it's uh, Devin Booker another night. Dario Sargis playing really well earlier in the season. DeAndre Ayton can get going. Mikkel Bridges is really good. Cameron Johnson is really good. Even have some people performing well off the bench like Cameron Payne. Oh, yeah. Jake Crowder as well. When he's been healthy, they have talent all over the floor. They're a good overall team. Again, the CP3 has been great, but if it wasn't for his name, if you just looked at him as player, just looked at his court, looked at, looked at his performance on the court looked at his stats, and ignored what his name was. Just completely ignored what his name was. And actually, you did that for everybody within the MVP race. It would be Jokic winning in an absolute landslide. I would think that's important to consider, by the way. So again, Jokic is the MVP. At this point, he likely deserves to be the unanimous MVP. I don't know if there's much more to discuss beyond that, but we'll see a few more games left in the season. So this is why we play the game. We'll see what happens. Going on to the next topic. I got to talk about the Brooklyn Nets who have now lost three straight games uh, their last two games in losses to the Bucks in which Giannis has been able to go absolutely off and no one has been able to stop him uh, Chris Middleton and especially Drew Holiday both games I mean he scored uh 23 points in this in this game and he's just been playing really well overall he, the difference between Drew and Eric Bledsoe is night and day I mean you knew that beforehand but in games like these it just especially stands out with his defense with what he's able to contribute on the offensive end of the floor it's like Eric Bledsoe is I mean, the thing is, it's so crazy because Eric Bledsoe really was a solid player with the Bucks during the regular season. Of course, he got worse in the playoffs, but he was solid during the regular season. And I mean, that's what the Pelicans saw when they got him. And he's been mostly terrible for them this year and has contributed to the Pelicans playing below expectations Compare that to drew on the Bucks, And he's contributed to them playing excellent this year. And even though their overall stats aren't as good as they've been the past couple of years, people view them as much more of a threat when it comes to the playoffs because of how well Drew Holiday has been playing. He really does provide that third star that is reliable and can be trusted in the playoffs. And honestly, if the Brooklyn Nets weren't, If the Brooklyn Nets weren't what they are, I'd probably be picking the Bucs to come out of the East, which probably gives you a hint as far as not a hint, the straight up answer that I think the Brooklyn Nets are still safe to come out of the East. Again, I know they lost two straight games against the Bucs. I'll get this out the way Harden is not healthy. It is a concern because it's, we keep saying once they're healthy, once they're healthy, are we sure the Nets are going to be healthy once the playoffs start? It's a fair question. It's a fair question. But again, I don't see the Bucks beating a healthy Nets team. And I also think, even in both games where they didn't have Harden. I still think the Bucks had, sorry, the Nets had a fairly good chance of winning both games. I mean, uh game before came down to last possession. Uh, they lost this game by two possessions. But again, it's one of those things where in this game, especially DeAndre Jordan was playing awful uh jeff green wasn't good at all on defense in this game previous game again deandre jordan just was not that good and they have options bruce brown was able to provide some solid minutes off the bench uh i Think Nicholas Claxton is going to get more playing time once the playoffs start. It's just about Steve Nash being able to allocate minutes correctly. And I know he is a rookie coach, but I also believe he is smart enough and the assistant coaches on his staff are smart enough, namely Mike D'Antoni to know who should receive more playing time in the playoffs. And in situations where they will need to win and they don't have less time for wasted minutes, DeAndre Jordan's minutes are going to cut down. People like Jeff Green, who is playing awful defensively, they're going to have their minutes cut down. Because, again, every minute matters. And I think superstar potential matters because Giannis was knocking down his perimeter jump shots for both games. I'm not hating on Giannis. I love Giannis. I love his personality. He is a great superstar for the game, but I still question if these same shots will go down during the playoffs. it's, it's a fair question to ask. It's a fair question to ask because I've seen this Bucks team look really good. I've seen Giannis look really good and knock down shots and look like things have turned around. But once the playoffs start, it becomes a bit of a concern again. If they weren't, if, if the nets weren't a factor, I mean, the only team I would see being a concern for the Bucks would be the 76ers. But it's like, in these games because these games have been close it will come down to shot making at the end the bucks have had it these past two regular season games i don't know if i trust them to win a shot making contest against the nets in the playoffs especially once james harden comes back so any worry about the nets is understandable but Again, based on what I have seen, I don't have those concerns. Another team I have a little concern about, and I apologize, I'm about all the, all the big market teams, but I promise I'll talk about some of the smaller market teams as well that have some interesting stories. Westbrook has been playing really well. I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Anyway the team i was going to mention and like i said talking about the big markets today the los angeles lakers they've people have concerns about how the los angeles lakers have been playing they have been 3 and 7 their last 10 games they were able to get a much needed win against jokic and the denver nuggets on or yesterday or or on monday i should say and it's one of those things where again don't you shouldn't judge everything off of one game but i think i feel like this game is a pro- that game was a prime example of why you shouldn't worry about the lakers the nuggets won nine straight they won or they were nine and one without Wednesday since Jamal Murray went out. Everything was looking good. And based on how the Lakers were playing with LeBron James being out, you would expect, oh yeah, coming off a back-to-back as well, you would expect the Nuggets to win that matchup. But No. You ended up having the Lakers winning and not just winning, playing really, really well in that matchup. Their defense was absolutely phenomenal, limiting the the Nuggets to less than 90 points. The the Lakers won 93 to 89. A Jokic-led team was limited to less than 90 points. And it was encapsulated at the end of the game with AD having that game-saving block at the end. By the way, I don't know if anyone's noticed, though it's been hard not to notice, AD looks like he is starting to return to form. He is getting his legs back under him. And when A.D., Anthony Davis, plays like this, he is a top five player in this league and a very dangerous player to go up against. This is why I'm picking the Lakers to repeat, because A.D. being healthy and playing up to his usual playoff standards, LeBron even not being fully healthy, but playing up to his playoff standards, I think they're going to be really good. I think they're going to be really good. And again, LeBron has had issues with the ankle. Ankle uh, report came out that he is going to miss their next two games. But again, I'm not incredibly worried about it. It's one of those things where it's an ankle sprain. And it's not as tricky as those soft, soft tissue injuries like hamstrings where You don't know when they're going to come back or when it's fully healthy. Again, uh, knock on wood to the Brooklyn Nets and James Harden. So have no concerns about LeBron not being able to return to form. And... You saw in the Nuggets game and a lot of Lakers fans have been clamoring for it. Shoot, even Kyle Kuzma mentioned in his conference that Mark Gasol deserves more playing time. And you saw Mark Gasol receive more playing time and Andre Drummond, was taken off the court during key stretches of the game and it was it wasn't much more noticeable than in their plus minus now single game plus minus can be misleading but sometimes it is right on the money because drummond and let me see if I can l- look this up really quick. Give me one second to look this up. It's going to only take me like a second. It's only going to take me like a second. Found it. Andre Drummond was minus 11 during his time on the court. Mark Gasol was plus 17. Again, Andre Drummond minus 11, Mark Gasol plus 17 when the playoffs start when the games really matter frank vogel has already proven himself to be a very astute coach who is aware of the moment and is aware of which players work for which series, and work for which moments within it, within the game. I have complete confidence that if Andre Drummond isn't provide what isn't providing what he needs, where he's missing these easy shots at the rim, or not playing well defensively, we having these unnecessary turnovers. He's not going to play. Margasaw will play in his place. And that goes for any of the other players on the Lakers where besides LeBron and AD, of course, if they're not playing well, they're not going to play. The, there is no team in the league, and especially in the Western Conference, who can match the Lakers' versatility. Who are you really worried about? The only team that... Causes any type of concern for the Lakers is the Clippers, but again, I think the Clippers rely way too much on jump shots, so I'm a little bit concerned of the about their style of play against the, the Lakers, where John Rondo helps with that. But then eh. the Nuggets, again, I'd view them as more of a threat with Jamal Mur- Murray on the court. But even if they did have Jamal Murray, again, the athletes the Lakers have. They would still be able to put someone like Marcus on and Jokic, who doesn't necessarily stop him because Jokic is still going to get his. But it, it decompilates their offense. It, it just makes things that much more difficult. Similar to how Dwight Howard was still able to bother Jokic last year in the playoffs. Jokic still got his numbers regardless. But it was one of those things where you notice that there was a difference in how Howard was able to guard Jokic compared to Javel McGee and it worked to the Lakers advantage. Jazz and Suns are the top two teams in the West. Again, I'm just not concerned about them when it comes to the Lakers. I'm just not. It's, Neither of those two teams have anywhere near the, the the star power, the bodies to deal with LeBron and AD. Anywhere near. And in the East, again, the East has some interesting teams with the Nets, Bucks, and 76ers. Nets, especially, again, but the Nets have to be fully healthy. The Bucks. I don't trust them against the Lakers. I I, I, I especially don't trust the Bucks against the Lakers. 76ers, one of those things, they just don't have enough perimeter shooting. See, again, the only team I could see of being of any concern to the Lakers is a healthy Nets team. And by the way, the Nets really would need Everybody because I'm not You saw how much issues they had with Andre Drummond in their last matchup. Uh, people like Joe Harris wasn't able to get going as well. The Lakers defense is for real. There's a reason why they are first in the league defensively, even with AD and LeBron missing large chunks of the season. Frank Vogel is a great coach. They also have great defensive players who are a who are able to hold their own again it's been an interesting season we're getting a lot closer everyone to the play-in game or to the play-in games be excited we're getting a lot closer to the playoffs and yeah we don't have that much further to go guys we don't have that much further to go thanks so much for listening to awkwardly cool hope you guys have an excellent rest of your day take care